0: Hello students, welcome to Supriya Ma'am's virtual audio class. Today we are going to study a poem. The name of the poem is The Voice of the Rain. It is in your textbook Hornbill and the poet of this poem is Walt Whitman. Now I would like to tell you all that this poem is actually a conversation between the poet. And the rain in this poem the rain explains its eternal journey from its birthplace to heaven and then coming back to the earth now earth is addressed as the birthplace of the rain I am sure that you all must know that the process of evaporation takes place and Because of this process, the water which is present in the water bodies on earth evaporates in the form of water vapors, reaches up in the sky, condenses in the form of clouds and then again comes back to earth in the form of rain. Therefore, earth here is called the birthplace of rain. I would like to remind you all about a poem which I'm sure you all must be remembering. In class 9, you all have studied a poem, Rain on the Roof. In that poem, the poet was a small boy and while it was raining, he used to lie down on a bed in his uh, chamber in a cottage and the pitter-patter of the rain droplets on his forehead reminded me of his Reminded him of his mother. Right? So rain is a beautiful phenomena of nature. And everybody loves rain. Be it trees. Be it animals. Be it human beings. Now, for some people rain is just rain. But some people feel it. It arises in them memories of their past. And so, they all love rain. Rain has been a very a loved topic by the poets and many poets have composed beautiful poetries on rainfall they have interpreted rain in their own unique ways so here we are going to study about another unique interpretation by Walt Whitman and he is actually speaking to the rain and to his utmost surprise the rain also is answering him alright now if you have read the poem you could easily see that the last two lines of the poem are put within brackets a very common question which is asked is that why are the last two lines put within brackets now apart from those two lines whatever is in the poem is actually spoken by the rain but the last two lines are put within brackets because these are not the voice of rain alright these two lines are spoken by the poet that's why these last two lines are put within brackets now let us study the summary of the poem i'm sure that you all must have read the poem silently and you would be able to understand the summary of it children make it a point that whenever you are about to study something in the class you have to read it before being explained that is the only way when the explanation will make a sense to you alright so let's start with the summary in the poem the poet asks the soft falling shower who are you to which she replies now she here the po- the rain is actually personified to a female otherwise rain could be called it But the usage of she tells that the rain is personified to a woman, to which she replies that she is the poem of earth. It is a strange thing for the rain to reply to the poet. The rain told the poet that she cannot be touched as she rises in the form of water vapours in the sky from the land and the bottomless sea. It changes its shapes yet it remains the same the vapor changes into clouds due to condensation it falls back on the surface of the earth to provide water to the drought prone areas and to beautify and purify the earth and the earth as you all know is the birthplace of rain it provides life to the seeds inside the earth and help them grow now children do you know that if it won't rain, the seeds which are buried inside the land will not germinate. The rain helps the seeds which are buried under the land to germinate. And that's how small seeds take the form of plants, first of all saplings, then plants and then huge trees. The rain doesn't care if anybody bothers about her deeds or not. She completes her work and comes back home. The poet also compares the rain with a song as they both share a common journey. The song originates from the heart of the singer, travels across to fulfill the aim and comes back with due love for the singer, that means its originator. Children, this particular message in Hindi if I say is Nishkam Bhav Se karm Karna that if you are assigned a duty it is your part to play you should not think of the result but you should put in your hardest work in that task to give your best it is not your part to acknowledge that work and trust me if you will work hard some or the other day that hard work will pay off in the same way the rain falls on the land irrespective of it is appreciated by anybody or not. Its job is to supply water to drought prone areas, to the plants who are dying because of extreme sunshine and heat, to the people who are sweating badly in the month of June and to actually, you know, uh, supply life to land. In the same way, when a singer composes a song, he or she doesn't know that will the song get appreciation or not. They just do their part. Sometimes that song becomes a blockbuster, sometimes it fails. It is completely on the people how they recognize it, how they acclaim it and how they acknowledge it. But if the writer, if the singer, if the rain will not fall, or write or sing because they are threatened by the result of it or by the fear of failure then then, you know sometimes it could be possible that they do not compose even anything and they could be preventing themselves from making a beautiful song so you must not think that what will be the result you must always do your part Now, coming to the explanation of the poem, one by one. I'll read the first stanza of the poem, then its word meanings, and the explanation of the first stanza. And who art thou, said I to the soft falling shower, which, strange to tell, gave me an answer, as here translated. I am the poem of earth, said the voice of rain. Eternal I rise, impalpable out of the land and the bottomless sea. As I have told you earlier, who are thou means who are you. Eternal means never ending. Impalpable means which cannot be described. Now, in the above lines, the poet asked the soft falling shower, who are you? To which the rain replied in a strange to state manner. The rain said, that it was the poem of the earth and it rose continuously rose is the past form of rise rose continuously from the land and bottomless ocean in the forms of water vapors now the next stanza upward to heaven whence vaguely formed altogether changed and yet the same i descend descend is the opposite of ascend Ascend means going upwards, descend means coming down. I descend to lave the droughts, atomies, dust layers of the globe, and all that in them without me were seeds only, latent unborn. Now whence means where, vaguely means not clearly, descend means as I told come down, lave means to wash or to bathe atomies means small particles and latent means hidden or buried now the rain tells the poet that it rises upwards towards the sky in the form of water vapors where it changes its form that means it condenses into water droplets it also says that although its form gets changed it still remains the same the rain comes down to wash the drought the drought and provide water. It also washes away the dust and small particles from the earth's surface. That means it cleanses the earth. When the rain falls, it cleanses the earth entirely. And the seeds inside the earth grow into a plant because of the water provided by the rain. It gives life to the seeds. If the rain will not fall, the seeds will dry after a certain period of time. But when it rains, the seeds get nutrition from the soil and they grow up into saplings and then into trees further. Now, the last stanza, And forever, by day and night, I give back life to my own origin and make pure and beautify it. For song issuing from its birthplace after fulfillment, wandering, wrecked or unwrecked, Duly with love returns. Now wrecked or unrecked means whether cared or not cared for or not cared for, recognized or not recognized. It doesn't affect the rain nor the poet. If someone listened to the rain or not, they will do their part. Now, explanation: the rain says that by day and night it provides life, care, enrichment and water to the places from where it originated now as the rain originates from the land or from the earth the song is the uh, what to say the song is born from the heart of the poet right like the earth is the birthplace of the rain in the same way the heart of the singer is the birthplace of a beautiful song right or The heart of the poet is the birthplace of a poem. The rain keeps enhancing the beauty and purity of the earth by preparing a life cycle for itself again. It is a cycle, as you all know. What a cycle it is said in terms of science. It keeps on happening. The cycle keeps on happening. In the same way, the rain evaporates then condenses comes back to the earth then again evaporates the cycle is unending it's eternal now the last lines within brackets it means the rain is like a song that originates from its birthplace just like the heart of the singer and travels to fulfill the earth's needs and wonders it finally comes back to the place from where it originated whether it is Ruined or not, it returns to the original position with a love, with a lot of love to its birthplace. Now, children, it is very important for you all to understand the poetic devices used in this poem. The very first one is personification, as I told you. The poet has used a non-living thing as a living thing. Like the poem, the rain says, I'm the poem of earth, said the voice of the rain now I am the poem of earth that means the rain is calling itself the poem of the earth now a rain cannot speak only a person can speak but here the poet is emphasizing that the rain is speaking that means he has personified rain next is metaphor an indirect comparison between the qualities of different things I am the poem of earth rain is being compared to a poem right comparison now if it would be I am like the poem of earth, it will be simile. But because the rain is calling itself a poem, so when the word like and as are not used and a comparison is made, it is metaphor. Then hyperbole, hyperbole is exaggerated statements. Now I hope that uh, you all remember the phrase bottomless sea. Now sea has a bottom, right? There is an end to sea. The sea has a bottom. But hyperbole is where you exaggerate something. So if you cannot measure the depth of sea, it's not possible. The sea's depth can be measured. So in bottomless sea, it is hyperbole. Then lastly, imagery. When any description of anything makes a picture of it in your mind, If you are able to see something only by the help of few words, it is imagery. The visual description of something. Now, in the very first line, soft falling shower. When the poet says soft falling shower, I am very sure that every one of us can remember or feel that shower of rain when it just starts to drizzling. We all have that idea in our mind. We all have experienced it, seen it maybe you know danced under it so imagery is a visual description of something and soft falling shower is something which is uh, which arises or which uh, provides your picture of soft falling rain so these are the devices used the literary devices used in this poem now children here i am ending the explanation of this poem i hope that you are uh, convinced satisfied and you have understood the meaning of every word and the hidden meaning of the poem as well still if you come across any problem you are open to ask questions that's all for today have a nice day ahead love you all